All right, well, welcome back to episode 16 of the PATH Podcast. We are so glad that you have decided to join us this week. I am Jason. Hey, and I'm Derek. <laughs> and um, as you can see, we are Colton. still... Hey, Colton, what's up, buddy? <laughs> um, but as you can see, we are still doing our podcast from... Um, different places um hopefully that will be ending soon let's we're, we're hoping on that there's light at the end of the tunnel um but this week we're going to continue on in this um idea of uh following in obedience to god and and how there's some there's some different um sort of aspects of that that we see in the life of jonah uh and and um Again, want to remind you, uh, uh, or just want to ask you to suspend what you think you know about the book of Jonah for a little bit. Uh, it's not just about a big fish. Uh, it's not just about um, this Pinocchio scene where he's building a fire in the belly of a giant whale. Um, there's a lot for us to learn in, in this short book of Jonah. Uh, but what we're going to do is I'm going I'm to read our passage for today, uh, and then we'll discuss for a few minutes. But uh, follow along with us, uh, Jonah chapter 1, going to read verses 7 through 17. Here we go. And they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots, that we may know on whose account this evil has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Uh, then they said to him, Tell us on whose account this evil has come upon us. What is your occupation, and where do you come from? What is uh, your country, and of what people are you? And he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, What is this that you have done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea might quiet down for us? For the sea grew more and more tempestuous. And he said to them, Pick me up and hurl me into the sea. Then the sea will quiet down for you, for I know it is because of me that this great tempest has come upon you. Nevertheless, the men rowed hard and tried to get back to dry land, but they could not, for the sea grew more and more tempestuous against them. Therefore, they called out uh, to the Lord, O Lord, let us not perish for this man's life, and lay not on us innocent blood, for you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah and hurled him into the sea, and the sea ceased for it was uh, from its raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Um, so um, today we see this kind of um, climax to this storm that has come uh, because Jonah is uh, running from the presence of the Lord. He's trying to uh, get away from God because he does not want to go to Nineveh. We'll find out why uh, a little later in, in coming weeks. Um, but I, I'd really like for us to hone in today on this idea of the fear of the Lord, because you see that mentioned more than once in this passage. And um, so let's, um, let's talk for a second, uh, if you don't mind, um, about the fact that, first off, to continue with the idea of the comedy of the Lord, um, or the, the comedy of this book that we see, um, the fact that that God uses this um, really sort of pagan practice of casting lots 
to point out the fact that the reason for all of this is Jonah. Um, so let's discuss that for just a second before we get into the fear of the Lord. Yeah, it, it, it goes into kind of what we talked about last week with the comedy of disobedience and just kind of the comedy of the whole situation. Um, and um, how Jonah, you know, should not be here anyway. He is uh, God's man uh, to go and share with the, the Ninevites of God's, uh, I mean, literally God has seen their sin in his eyes and is, is getting ready to judge it. And, and really Jonah is their last hope for not, not to receive that yeah. from God uh, where then God has to turn his judgment or his correction on Jonah because Jonah is not following God's uh, call on his life. He's being very disobedient and, and uh, complete and utter rebellion against God, so much so that uh, these sailors, uh, you know, throw stones and 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 figure out <laughs> that Jonah's the one to blame when they kind of already probably figured that out a little bit. You know, yeah. hey, this guy's sleeping here. Something's up with that. Hey, hey, dude, rise up, get call to your God because maybe he'll. We've we've done all the calling to ours that we can. And they don't. They're not answering. So obviously it's you, but they say, we'll just be safe and, you know, use this situation to, and this casting of lots to figure out and make sure it is you. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's really, it, it goes again with what I said last week that, you know, God would use whatever means he wants to, to help someone to understand they need to obey him, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what's happened here. Yeah, I think you're right. It, it, it's funny to me. So, um, you know, that obviously I think you're right that the sailors probably had, I mean, granted, this is a chaotic situation. Uh, it's a, it's a very chaotic scene where they're throwing things overboard. This is this gigantic storm. And, and so obviously it would be chaotic, but I think they had to have known that something was up. Um, but um, I'm going to bring in a, uh, I'm going to bring in a reference that not everybody's going to get, but you should get, but, um, so I think about, um, uh, Derek and I are, in case you didn't know, we are gigantic Star Wars fans. Um, and so, um, we were watching through season seven of the Clone Wars together. Uh, and in, uh, episode 10 of that season, um, I feel like everybody's going to know that we're nerds now, dude. Sorry. They didn't know. But so Darth Maul, who's the bad guy, is talking to Ahsoka Tano, who's a good guy, who's the, she's a good guy. Um, and she has gone to to fight Darth Maul on, on, on this place, and he doesn't know why she is there. And so he starts asking all these questions. Why, why are you here? Why did they not send Obi-Wan? Why did they not send Anakin Skywalker? What, who are you and why are you here? And, and I get that same kind of vibe from these sailors. Like, so they've cast the lots and it's landed on Jonah and they're like, okay, who are you? Where are you from? What, what, what do you, what do you do for a living? Why are you here? Like they're, they're asking all these questions. Um, and it's almost like, I think that we, it, it's almost like Jonah finally come, he wakes up <laughs> from this craziness that he's been in. Uh, and it's just like, 
I'm the Hebrew. Uh, I fear God and um, I, I serve him. Um, and it's me. That's why this is happening. <laughs> you know, like it, you can almost sense that because I don't, I don't think that this was a moment where Jonah said, I am a Hebrew and I serve the God of the universe who made the dry land and the sea. And it's just, yeah. Oh, okay. God, I get it. I get it. You know? Um, and, and you, and then you immediately see the fear in the, in the sailors by what they, what have you done? What did you do? Why is this happening? You know? So, um, so let's talk for a minute about, um, about, the, this idea of fear, um, because I think you see you see fear on two different levels, two different types of fear here. Um, so at the first, so there in verse um, in verses nine and ten, I, I think there's there's some like legitimate terror in the minds of these sailors, and um, and it says like in, in my in the translation I'm reading that this is the ESV, and it says that they were exceedingly afraid. But in in um, the the Christian Standard Bible, it says doesn't it say that they were seized by great fear, something like that? Yeah, seized by great fear. Yeah. yeah, they were seized by great fear, which which is a little bit different word picture for us. Um, and so let's talk about for a second the fact that um, this first time that we see fear. How, how is that beneficial that, that these sailors are terrified at this moment? Yeah, and I would say kind of hearkening back to the idea of the comedy of it all. I mean, here's, here's, the, here's the guy who should be fearful of God, but yeah. he's running from him, right? And he even uses that word in your, your translation, uh, the SV, it says, hey, I'm, I'm a Hebrew, and I think you're exactly right. He, it's like, it's like he finally sees the lunacy of where, like, yeah. how am I here? Why am I here? What am I doing? Because I know this God, and I know that this is what would have happened. And, uh, you know, here I am, and he's, he's found me out, you know? Yeah. It's kind, of, it's kind of silly, you know, and it's kind of this comedic moment. Um, but then he uses the term, I am a Hebrew. I fear the, the Lord. I fear the God who created the sea and the sky, right? And the, and, yeah. and, and dry land. I, I am, I am uh, fearful of him. My translation says I worship, but I think it's, it gives you a, quite a contrast to see this terminology of fear there. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the real terror in the hearts of the sailors is contrasted by the, Hey, I'm going to go sleep in the bottom here while we all go meet our doom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fear of God, you know? So it's like, it's like we're meant to see this picture of false fear from the prophet of God, you know, this, or maybe false fear is not the way, but um, maybe it's um, not false fear, but uh, lip service fear, yeah, you know, like, like it's fabricated. Oh yeah. I'm a Christian. I go to church. Yeah yada 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 you know where it's it's kind of lip service hey but you know but but what what you see contrasted in the um in these sailors is like oh my goodness yeah this god will decimate us if you don't do something about this man you're the what you're the hebrew you're 
you fear this God, like this actual real God who's about to destroy us all. And so you see like the contrast of lip service versus um, this kind of, in, you know, seized by great fear. I mean, just trapped in like, this God is real. He will do what he says. I think, and I think that's kind of, it plays into our day, you know, Mm -hmm. where, you know, there's just a lot of us that like, and maybe the terminology is cultural Christianity, you know, like, yeah. we've been a Christian for so long or, you know, or, or we've gone to church for so long. It's just kind of like blase, you know, and, you know, you know, I, yeah, I go to church and I say my prayers and I read my Bible, but yeah. uh, am I gripped by or seized by the power of this God, the great fear um, you know, this great response that should be there in our hearts and our, in our minds with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, again, it's comedic, uh, not necessarily in a good way, but it's comedic in that the prophet who says he fears God is the one who is running away from God. And these pagan sailors are are the ones who they, they end up going, Oh, if, if you fear this God, why are you running from him? Like that, you need to do what he told you to do kind of thing, you know? And, and um, so you see that it, to kind of go back to the point that you made last Sunday, that God, God will use whatever way he wants to, to get his uh, point across to us, that he can choose to do whatever he wants to. Um, and I think that that's something that, I think that's something that we underestimate sometimes as human beings, that um, God can use any situation uh, as tragic or as mundane or as happy as it may be, God can use any situation to get our attention. Um, and, and he uses, like, is this not an incredible picture of God's mercy and grace mm-hmm. in that he uses the fact that Jonah is being disobedient to call these sailors to himself? Right. Like, how, how incredible is that, that God's like, all right, listen, that's fine. You can choose to be a disobedient, but if you're going to choose to be a disobedient, I'm going to use it to save some people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and, and it even goes, it, there, it goes deeper than that in the chapters ahead. We'll see, but it's just funny to me how, how a picture where it looks like it's this one guy being disobedient and, and causing these problems for other people with there, there's this collateral damage of other people being, hurt by his disobedience, but his disobedience is what caused these sailors to, uh, to the Lord, which is an incredible thing. Yeah, it really is. Um, I, th- I think it's a great picture for us to see, you know, I mean, it, it, it draws it out so clearly for us. Um, so I think, I think that's, um, you know, it's awesome how God's word does that, you know, it's almost like God knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's almost like he's in control of everything. It's crazy. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, so let's move forward a little bit in the passage here. Um, so then, you know, it, it gets past Jonah makes this big announcement of this is who I am. And, and they're like, Oh my gosh, what have you done? And, and then, um, Again, another comedic moment, if you will, but um, Jonah tells him, listen, if you want this to stop, you got to kill me. Just throw me into the sea and uh, it'll all stop for you. And these sailors are like, dude, we're not going to kill you. Like that, that's ridiculous that 
we're, we're, we may be pagans, but we're not crazy people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, um, and, and, and so they're, they, they try to, they're like, you know what, let's just, let's hit the, hit the oars, man. Let's get back to dry land. And they can't because God makes the storm more and more and more powerful uh, to get, to get the message across until it gets to the point where they're like, okay, like we have no other choice. Um, but I think that, uh, again, as we see this transition from terror to reverent fear, that um, like in verse 14, it says that they, they pray to God, God, please don't let us perish because of this man's life. But also, God, please don't let his blood be on our hands. We're just doing what he told us to do. Uh, and so, um, you, you know, God, you, you've done as you pleased. And you're telling us that we're supposed to throw him overboard. So don't, please don't hold this against us. Uh, and so they, they do it. Um, and, and so talk about for a second, this transition that's happening where the picture of obedience is not seen in who you would think the picture of obedience would be seen in the prophet of God. The picture of obedience is seen in these sailors um, as they begin to truly fear the Lord and, and revere him and, and reverence him. Um, let's talk, talk about that for just a second. Yeah, I, I'm struck by what they say here. Uh, and of course they're, you know, they've tried everything they can do to, uh, to, to their credit, yeah. as opposed to Jonah's, they've tried everything they could do to spare his life. Right. So, right. Like, Hey, uh, we've prayed to our gods. They, they're not answering. Why don't you pray to yours? And in the meantime, we'll, we'll cast lots to see who's, you know, who's, done wrong here yeah oh that's uh, you buddy so how have you what have you done yeah uh and they're like hey he's like hey you know i'm i'm in disobedience to god the, the only way this thing's gonna end is you just gotta throw me over but they're like to their credit like they try to preserve his life man they they yeah. they try to save him and do everything that within their power to do it but what they realized that that jonah it took jonah longer to realize they realized that you know what uh, Lord, you, they say, for you, Lord, have done uh, just as you pleased. Mm -hmm. They, they, they saw the actuality of God's sovereignty quicker than Jonah did um, in that. But then they say, hey, so we've got to do this. We feel like this is the only thing that we could do. We feel like this is what you pleased to do. So please don't let us perish and please don't let his blood be on our hands uh and then as soon as they throw him in the sea, sea stops raging and they have a totally different response yeah so in my in csb the translation i use earlier it said they were seized by great fear uh verse 10 the men were seized by a great fear and said to him so they were just seized by a great fear in verse 16, it, it's a very similar uh, phrase, but it says the men were seized by great fear of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So their fear turned from terror in the situation and the possibility of them dying to, oh my goodness, who mm -hmm. is this God? It's similar to what uh, the disciples said when Jesus said, uh, peace be still. Yeah. And said, who is this God that, that even the wind and the waves obey him, right? Yeah they had the same response. Oh my goodness. Who is this God that this guy worships? 
that commands the sea to stop. And immediately it forces them to do something. So they're seized by a fear of the Lord and they immediately do something. They offer a sacrifice and they make vows to him. So God uses this situation to turn their heart of the yeah. sailors, these pagan sailors unto him. They worship him in the end of it. They are seized by great fear and they do something about it. I think that really points to you and I and, and, and our need of if we are really serious about our relationship with the Lord, we're serious about who he is and what he's done and who, and what he's done, uh, what he does in our lives, then we need to be gripped by him or seized by him. And in turn, it should cause us to do something about it, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, to have an action step following that. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that's, you see this really neat picture again, not of who you would think, but you see uh, this really neat picture of these pagan sailors who their hearts turn unto the Lord yeah. and they end up worshiping him, sacrificing to him and making vows to him. Um, so it, it, it's, it's kind of mind boggling if you think about it. Right. Uh, and I think if you just think about Jonah and the fish, you miss all that, you know, you miss this great work that was done in the lives of these sailors. Um, through Jonah's disobedience, God still used it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that, that, um, again, we, we, we relegate so many things in scripture to children's stories or felt boards that we <laughs> learned growing up. Um, and, and we miss so much of the context and what's going on there and how God was at work in different, different ways. Um, that, that I think is really important for us to see. Um, so as, as we start to try to kind of summarize what's going on here, let, let's talk about for just a minute about the, the difference in the approaches of, of Jonah and the sailors toward God. So, um, let, let's sort of set up this dichotomy where you have Jonah on one side, the sailors on the other. Um, what could we learn from the difference in how they each approach God? Yeah. And I, and I almost think it comes back to that terminology of fear. You know, yeah. Jonah knew that he should have feared God, but he, he was, a, he had to be awoken to it. Right. The sailors couldn't help but to fear God. Yeah. I think that's hard too for, um, for our day and age. Right. And of course we have, you know, we have the new covenant to think about. We have Jesus Christ who took on a, a, the punishment of sin. Uh, we have, we have, uh, you know, salvation that's found in him. Yeah. Um, you know, in the new covenant, God operates, you know, in a, in a different way. And that's through Jesus Christ. Um, than he did at this time, but at the same time, I do think it's important that we understand this, this term fear of the Lord or, yeah. um, you know, what, what that, you know, uh, some will say maybe reverential awe, but even that I think is people trying to dance around like this idea of like, this is God. Mm -hmm. He is almighty. He can do whatever he pleased. The sailors knew that they didn't have a chance. They didn't have a choice, but to believe that. Yeah. Um, he is uh, worthy to be praised. He is uh, more magnificent than we could ever imagine. He is more powerful than we could ever imagine. He, 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 uh, 
he holds within his being complete authority uh, over our lives. Yeah. And in our day and age, you know, we oftentimes, um, you know, we, we hang on to phrases like, and they're true phrases from scripture, but we hang on to them and forget to understand this idea of, of fear. We hang on to those phrases, you know, like that's found in first John, that God is love, you mm-hmm. know? And so we're like, well, if God is love, then he can never do that. Or I can never worship a God that would do that or whatever. Well, mm-hmm. I would be cautious in what you say you could never worship or couldn't, you know, or whatever. Uh, and and try to understand from the text of scripture, not our own understanding or thoughts about it, what it actually means. And when confronted with the all the sheer power of God, anytime in scripture you see it, people cower down. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think of Isaiah yeah. uh, in the temple when he confronted God's or was confronted with God's presence. Is and the Bible says it filled. The, the temple, uh, and, and, uh, the angels couldn't look upon God, you know, and they, uh, they, so they, they hid their eyes. And then Isaiah walks away and says, woe is me. Like he, yeah. pron- he pronounces a, a, a repudiation upon himself, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, that is the response the sailors have to f- experiencing the power, the sheer power of God. And, you know, I fear for our day and age that, I mean, yes, God is love. Yes, Jesus Christ died so that men could be saved. But God, this God that struck fear into the heart of these sailors, and, and Jonah should have known that he should have feared him, is the very same God that you and I worship today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm fearful that we approach him too flippantly at times. Mm. I'm fearful that we, um, that we maybe approach him more like Jonah did, uh, yeah. unexpected of him to be who he said he is. And so we flippantly kind of go about our day uh, when really we should acknowledge, God, you are God. You have all authority and all power, and I worship you because of that. Yeah. Excuse me. Bless you, brother. Bless you. And again. I I don't have the Rona, (laughs) as far as I know. Sneezing is not a symptom of the Rona, so. There you Uh, go. Yeah, that's um, allergies. That's right. Um, But, yeah, I I agree with you. I think that... um, I think that so often, like you, you brought up the point that when, whenever God is um, encountered in Scripture, you never see the response of "Oh, cool," <laughs> you know, from whoever's responding or from from whoever is is encountering God of like, "Oh, neat! It's great that I should be here to be able to see this." It's always, "Oh dear me, I am undone. I I should not be here. I should right. not." I have no right to be in this presence. And I think that, I think that for us, when it comes to obedience, that a lot of our, not a lot, the vast majority of our disobedience is because we have way too low a view of God and way too high a view of ourselves. That's right. Um, and, and we, we think that we have some sort of, 
bargaining chip, if you will. Um, and maybe that's, maybe that's where Jonah was. Maybe Jonah had come to, you know, God, I've, I've done these things for you, man. I'm, I've been, mm-hmm. I've been out here doing this stuff for you and you know, I, I'm going to bow out on this one. I'm not going to do that. And um, we're, we're in no position to, um, to negotiate <laughs> with, with God. He's much bigger than we think he is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we talked about last week, um, you know, humil- the humility uh, yeah. of the, the sailors and, and they, but really they had to be humble, you know, mm-hmm. they literally were forced to be at the end of the rope. And I, I think, you know, it goes to show, you know, whether we want to be humble in the sight of God or not, yeah, we eventually will be. Right. Yeah. yeah. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. <laughs> That's it, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as, uh, Eric Mason wrote in the, in, in his book, let's beat God to the, you know, let's beat him, yeah. you know, let's beat him to the punch. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll, I will humble myself now, Lord, you know, yeah, I before will, I'm made to do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, and I think, you know, that's a picture we see in Jonah is that, you know, eventually he was humbled. Now, of course, we'll see in later chapters that he continues yeah, in a kind of a comedic response. But uh, we'll talk about that in the weeks to come. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I think that's the point where we're going to turn it over to you. Let, we would love to know what are your thoughts on um, obedience and, and fearing the Lord? And how does that how does that factor into the way that we obey what God asks us to do? Um, you can contact us in several ways. We would encourage you to email us at the path at LaFayettefirst.life. Uh, you can comment on this YouTube video or on our Facebook page. Uh, but until next time, I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we'll see you real soon. That's right. Thanks for coming in. <laughs>